Hey gang, Turner here with your off-week content for the Gimme the Loot podcast. The Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that a disturbing amount of people want to talk to. Seriously, our interview slate has been pretty full lately, uh, and we're actually going to be scaling that back in the coming weeks and getting back to some of the DM explaining content and some of the character creation content we've done in the past on the streams, uh, but not before. We talked to some really cool people like Luke Gygax at the end of the month, among others. This week, we're rebroadcasting our chat with Marty Balmer from the Wayfaring Stream Strangers podcast, which is a podcast which includes a few of the band members from Winter Wayfarer, which is a prog rock band, and I still don't think I really understand what that is. I'm old. Uh, anyway, they've got a new album, their first, I think, full-length album dropping on July 1st, so check them out in the show notes below, because remember, there's no better way to say thank you for the guests who come on the show than to swing by their content, give them clicks, follows, maybe pick up some merch or an album or two, and let them know that you appreciate them coming by to talk with the Pentagoons. So on that note, thank you as always. Three reminders. One, this is rebroadcast of streaming content. So audio quality is going to be a little less than standard and a little bit less edited. A few more beeps, blorps, bloops, and blarps, but not blarts. Fuck that guy. Two, give me the loot. And all its associated content is not family-friendly content due to a mix of the swears. So many swears. Violence, gore, uh, and other things. And finally, if you're not registered to vote, there's a link down in the show notes below for vote.org. I know there's a lot of things to be angry about right now, and you should be, and you should protest, and you should organize, and you should get involved in as many ways as you possibly can. But the one thing we can't do right now is give up. And the one way that we can ensure that we are empowered to make the change that we need to make is that we get out and vote in every election possible, local, county, city, state, and oh so importantly, federal. Today fucking sucks, but we can make tomorrow better. It doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the Pentagoons. Here's our chance. Once again, thank you, and on with the show. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Uh, welcome to <laughs> what is scheduled to be uh, a guest quest with Marty Balmer from the uh, uh, Wayfaring, uh, Wayfaring, Wandering Wayfarers, Way, Way, Wayfaring Wanderers. Give me somebody, somebody help me out, damn it. Mm -mm, yeah. I prefer no. to watch you flounder. It's more fun. <laughs> You know, there's going to come a time where I just stop doing these and y'all are on your own. Right? You know that, right? Have oh, you seen the shenanigans we get into while you're not here? Uh, yeah, I do. That's why I don't feel like I need to show up anymore. Where is the uh, the link that I sent you guys? Did I put in the wrong I put in the wrong channel? Then I podcast party prep. Here we go. Wayfaring Strangers uh, podcast will hopefully be with us in a moment. Uh, he may be having some technical issues. Uh, we sent him the link. Uh, but we're, I'm not seeing him in the green room. So, <laughs> I'm joking. There we go. That's the one that worked. Uh, there we are. Yeah. It. Uh, how you doing, Marty? Hello. What's going on, sir? Oh my gosh. Uh, let me mute the stream. And and now you're not just uh, a guest who I sent a bad link to. Now you're a guest who is killing Spelljammer talk for the stream. Oh, I am so excited. Yeah, yeah no, you kill, you kill <laughs> face I'm so excited to kill Spelljammer. Uh, guys, uh, Marty Balmer is one of the players on the Wayfaring Strangers podcast, uh, which is an actual pod play podcast um, that's relatively new. And it's hosted by the members of Winter Wayfarer, who are a pro progressive rock folk band uh, out of Iowa. 
Marty, how you doing? I'm great. Uh, how are you? Good. Well, you know, technically challenged, but what are you going to do? Joining me to to Marty this evening are... Oh, damn. I've got to go first. Oh, you can, you this is, first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over a year I've been doing it. Listen, there are people that go before me on this. I know, Leave but me look, alone. This, this, is how I, this is how I totally like made people forget that I fucked up the first like five minutes of the stream is haranguing you for not remembering your intro. So God <laughs> do it, guys. Do it the program. This is a professional operation. <laughs> I am Jazz and I play Fate on the Give Me the Loot podcast. And I am Anthony. I play Bible in the Give Me the Loop podcast. Let's get to it. Right. So, Marty, thank you for joining us, man. Um, your podcast is Wayfaring Stranger, uh, and your your band is Winter Wayfarer. Mm -hmm. um, so, is a hundred percent of the band on the podcast, or if vice versa, is a hundred percent of the podcast in the band? How does that that cast break down? So actually, uh, neither are true anymore. Uh, we have one guitar player in the band. We are at the moment, a six piece band, uh, one guitar player that doesn't normally, uh, regularly play with us. Uh, D and D is not really his bag and that's okay. Um, as of our upcoming season of the show, we've added a new cast member. Um, Colin's fiance, uh, Taylor will be joining us. So that's an exciting thing. So there's a little cool. bit of kind of, uh, bleed in between the two casts. Okay. For sure. So, so yes, uh, no, yes and no. Okay. So, uh, so, so no is the answer to both those questions. I was yes. trying, to, trying to tie it back around, but nope, this is just a no, just no. Um, so, uh, I know on, in season one, your, your DM was a first timer. Mm -hmm. What, what was everybody else's level of D and D experience going into it? Uh, so we started recording that in, we started recording season one of Calamity in March of 2020. I had been playing for about a year at the time. Um, Eldon, one of our other players, was playing for a couple of years before that. Ryan has plenty of experience as a player, just had never DM'd before. And then Colin and Jake had actually never played D&D &D before. So yes. It was, it, was, it, was a fun, uh, it was a fun time trying to get them especially it was kind of like peak quarantine kind of COVID mm -hmm. time. So we were all over mm -hmm. discord sitting there kind of going, all right, you gotta, you gotta find the D eight. That's the one with the, <laughs> the two pyramids, butt to butt, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, cool. it's, it's the ass to ass pyramids, man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use words like butt on this podcast, Marty. Those are ass to ass pyramids. The, yeah, man, it's, they, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Obviously D and D, um, has had, you know, the last couple of years have been just nothing but gains in uh, people playing it and revenue for Watsi and Hasbro be because of that. Um, and there's a, definitely an interesting correlation between, you know, Marvel movies uh, normalizing what would previously been called nerd culture, Stranger Things coming out and sparking a, a renewed interest in D&D, in and then the pandemic hitting. Um, oh, it, it really was a perfect... And then, of course the the saturation of virtual tabletops um and, and there being so many kind of free assets for people to kind of get into it um it really was kind of a perfect storm to to build the momentum that now they see kind of coming coming out of the pan uh, mm -hmm. coming out of the pandemic so do you guys wait so yeah saying that you guys started in the pandemic that leads me to believe that most of it was you guys starting on on virtual tabletops are you playing in person now or are you yes. still doing most of it virtually 
so we we only played over Discord for about two months ish from the beginning. Um, in the uh, in the town that we live in, uh, Colin has his own recording studio that we do most of our band practices and stuff out of. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we just set up like a table in there, set up some chairs, plug in all of our microphones, and just get going whenever we uh, have the time to record. So. Yeah, that was dude, that's one thing you do notice right away. Um, and, and, you know, it obviously comes from you guys having a, a musical background or having a recording background. The, a lot of actual play podcasts, ourselves included, when they first start off, the audio qualities got, got some got some improvement to do over time. Oh, yeah. um, you know, coming right off the rip, you know, definitely the intros and some of the musical pieces and everything definitely sound, uh, definitely have. Um, definitely have some studio quality sound to them. So you guys, are you, you guys do all your own music with within the podcast or? Yes, we do. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, it's mostly Colin that writes all of it. Um, I've done like one or two songs in there. Um, Eldon has done a couple of songs as well, but, uh, it's kind of a mix of everybody. Yes. Um, but the music you're, you're not like bombarded where music is, a core part of the cast right not yeah we actually i don't think we have a single bard in the in the party I, come to think of it even in like the one shots in the new season that we've recorded there are no bards in this podcast <laughs> there's, there's none yeah. in ours either so. yeah no bards allowed <laughs> shout out to uh shout out to bard rock cafe <laughs> no bards allowed <laughs> so, so um, let me ask this with, I guess, the musical background, I guess, of the cast, where did you all kind of come together as a band? Um, was it like, a, were you guys like high school friends? Did you guys all meet and like just form a band randomly over social media or was it like a college thing or where yeah, did the band so, uh, Colin started this as a solo project in around 2014, which is when most, most of us graduated from high school. Um, and we put out our first album in 2017, uh, which is on Spotify and all your uh, basic music streaming platforms. Oh, well, now you got to give me a title. Uh, it's called Keep Close, the album. Um, okay. There's, I think, 12 songs on it. Um, but it started out as a solo project. And then when Colin started wanting to go out and perform uh, his music, uh, he started asking people to come in. And there's been some personnel change. Um, in the last couple of years, I joined three years ago. It was 2019, April of 2019, actually. That, that there nice. it is. That's it. That's us right there. Yeah. All right, everybody. You see it. Go, go find it. Load them up. Oh, yeah. Um, but I joined in about April of 2019. Uh, I actually did record the violin on Keep Close, though, even though I wasn't part of the band. So I've been kind of part of the project for a while. Um, and then Eldon was actually a friend of mine from college that I, when Colin was talking about needing another guitar player, I was like, I got a guy. So, so you play the, the violin. What other instruments are, is that you're the primarily um, in the band? As far as, uh, winter wafer goes, I play violin and, uh, piano keyboard stuff. Okay. So. And how, what is the difference between a violin and a fiddle? Cause I've always wondered that. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty much uh 
It's no, a stylistic it, difference. It, 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 the difference is, is when I call my daughter's violin a fiddle, it pisses her off. It gets, it, 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 yeah, that gets me heated. It's, I'm not going to lie. Exactly. The difference between a violin and a fiddle is a trigger for violin. It's, 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 it's a good way to find a violin player anywhere. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the, the first the first show I ever played with Winter Wayfair, some, it was at a bar. Uh, some drunk dude came up to the front of the stage and just went, because he'd seen the band before and he, he looks at me and he looks over at Colin who's in the middle of like playing a song and goes, where'd you get that goofy fiddle player? And I was just standing there like, mm-hmm. Yep. Hi, it's me, your goofy <laughs> fiddle player. In, in Iowa? Never. So Never. I, I, wait, what, part of, what part of Iowa are you, I, you know, I, Iowa are you guys in? Um, Northwest Iowa. Northwest? It's, um, we are about an hour and a half north of Omaha. Shout so, out to Peyton Manning. Hey, <laughs> my man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, Iowa is 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 an interesting state, man. It's got um, it's got got a lot of corn, got stuff corn. in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys define yourself as a as a prog rock band or progressive rock band mm-hmm. for uh, for the uninitiated or me. Um, what 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 is the main distinction between like a prog rock band? And a uh, well, not a hair metal band. That's uh, obvious. But like, a, <laughs> like a regular rock band, like old um, rock or right, yeah, a less progressive yeah. rock band. It's yeah. um, is it that you're for uh, uh, universal health care? Of course. Um, but that aside, uh, it, it has to do a lot with um, kind of the the feel of like a, any given composition. Uh, We use a lot of more like kind of complicated rhythms and weird time signatures and stuff. Like most songs, most pop songs or rock songs on the radio are kind of like in a four, four, you know, Um, we have part of one of our songs is in like 27, eight or something stupid like that. And if I had a clip of it, I would show you, but it's, it's dumb. And we play it live pretty frequently and everybody's like, I don't know how to dance to this, but this What's is the BPM on that. If you don't uh, mind me asking, it's not. <laughs> 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 it's gotta be something stupid fast. I think it's like two. <laughs> it's two nines and an eight. Kind of, if you subdivide it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's gross. Sorry. Yay, music names. So, question: If I can jump in. Have you had a either a song that came from your D&D play or a D&D scenario that came from a song? That's a great question. Hmm. I, I don't know that that's happened for us yet. There is um, the intro song for Calamity. Uh, um, we titled it The Chimney. Um, it's from another song of ours, like a like an actual Winter Wayfarer song that's not released right now. That's called "The Door." So I guess we're just kind of building a house. At this point. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're going in a weird order for sure, in, but in uh, this market, wow! Building it yourself may be the only way you get one now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> man. But, but um, yeah, I uh, I've been we've been kind of discussing the idea of like taking some 
of our instrumental stuff, like taking some instrumental mixes of Winter Wayfarer stuff and putting it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not sure how we're super feeling on that, but I think it would be a good. I mean, I'm biased, but because it's my idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it would be a good. I, you know, it's you, you guys have got the talent, um, and it you know there's a there's a way to mix it so it works well with the setting. Like we've got, um, I got a guy who I know from back in the day who's working on some stuff for us for for Give Me the Loot, and it tends more towards the um i don't want to say southern rocky but more of a more of a zeppelin-y vibe because mm. that goes with um with kind of more some of our style and then there's the the the, the you know the hip-hop side of it that mixes with the, the name of the podcast but the, what i would run into when trying to mix songs for background for fight music is just like the traditional or- orchestral like epic like 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 uh D stuff when you when you cut it to loop to the length of a combat it gets real repetitive real quick especially when you got to bring it down to a lower level um so we you know if if man if we had the resources if jazz would finally come up off his musical skills and write us some uh, write us some background music um if if we had we have access to that um we'd absolutely take advantage of it um and and you know there's um you guys should just do a full blown D and D concept album, is what I'm getting at. I mean, I think that's really that. I think, that's really <laughs> yeah. I think I think at some point down the road, once we have like enough, we'll maybe kind of put out like sort of like the music that we've written for the podcast. I, I can definitely see that happening sometime in the future. But yeah, but I think that's what. Um, and not and again, not to compare you guys to the one other really big D and D podcast that's started as a band um with bombarded but i think that was how their release schedule tended to work is they like they would do the individual tracks from the the um from the shows as one release and then kind of like the background music um as a separate second release uh on Bandcamp from time to time um Mm. and you know it it, it's interesting going out there in and trying to find decent stock assets for a dnd podcast because i i mean I pick weirder stuff because I think it fits the tone of our show, but the uh, combat music is rough, dude. You know what I mean? Finding something that's the right length, especially for how long combat can drag on in 5e. That's one of the, that's one of the biggest like hurdles I've had when it comes to like editing our show Mm -hmm. for sure is like, okay, how can we make this more listenable uh, and like cut out a lot of the crunchy munchy number stuff also, what kind of music are can we physically write in a normal time frame that mm-hmm. fits this forty-five minute long combat? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's 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 very realistic, and and you can most of the stock tracks that I find like the long like if you find a, a six or seven stock because I use story blocks, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. where most of most of our, our our musical assets come from, and the ones that really work, like our intro theme that is was very expressly picked because it reminded me of the Brooklyn nine, nine theme and worked well with cutting it into the guys saying dumbass shit or stuff. I engineer into making them sound like they're saying dumbass shit um, or me monologuing ex, uh, existential dread recently over jazz's episodes um, is uh, it just, it just worked. And again, I think kind of set the tone. Well, the, I just what and so that translated into some Stranger Things y sound and stuff. There's a lot of weird 80s synth music that gets mixed oh, into yeah. an episode every now and again. Um, that I want to get back to it, but again, just when that loop starts, 
it gets to be like, oh, it's the same four beats over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that just, that just to me takes the tone away from it. Um, you know, you, I think, um, I think obviously NADPOD, because Emily Axford scores theirs, does a really good job. If, if there's a podcast, I'm, I'm assuming you listen to other D&D podcasts other than mm-hmm. your own. Oh, yeah. um, I can't even get my guys to listen to our own. Um, <laughs> what other what other D and D podcasts are out there that from from a musical standpoint you think use use music effectively? Uh, you cut out there for a second, I think. Oh, that's too bad. It was the most insightful question ever. No, <laughs> which like from a musical standpoint, which D and D podcasts um, do you think are particularly effective with scoring their their episodes? As as a musician, when you listen to it, I just um, assume you have a little bit more. Uh, you you have a greater appreciation for what's kind of going on in the background. For than, sure. Than, than um, uh, what what are some of the ones that stand out to you? Uh, man, like you said, NADPOD, I am a big fan of Emily Axford, both as like a player and uh, like a musician. I think her her stuff is like very simple, but it's effective, mm. right? Um, there's one I'm thinking of that and it's in campaign one, like towards the very beginning when mm. I don't I don't want to spoil another podcast while I'm here, but there's like a, a character that finds something out and they're on like an airship. Yeah. And there's like this kind of like. I don't know. If, I don't. I think it's just kind of like high piano type. Yep, I know exactly sound. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, there's some airy sound effects that kind of go along with it. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly where you're at. Which, by the way, guys, if you're uh, not if you haven't listened to NADPOD uh, uh, campaign one and they're on like on they've come back or circled back around to that at this point and they're like on campaign four, then yeah, this is definitely a spoiler zone for that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Uh, um, I can't recommend that that podcast enough. Um, with the caveat that there is some wild buck wild stuff that they talk about in like the first two episodes. That's what um, drew me into it. That, they, like, that's what got turned and get me to listen yeah, to look, it. Like when I tell people like, look, it's not what you think. Get it. Go listen to NADPOD. Dragon dicks come out in the first 90 seconds. Hmm. That's the case study for the tone of our podcast. Um, and that's 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 true. Um, and they kind of go from there. Uh, we, we actually, Jazz and I just went and saw NADPOD live in Austin because uh, we're very special lucky boys. Uh, and that's where I actually met Jazz in person for the first time ever. It was he's, amazing. He is as short as that picture makes him look. Don't let him put you otherwise. Um, <laughs> he's full of shit. He's fun sized. Um, but uh, the they had like the the running. There were two running themes in their live show. Uh, one was Morbius, and the other was Come. So, you know, I mean, they, it's, it's just as bad live as it is in person. So, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And Saga Nadal's uh, comment Taz had such great music in this most recent oh, my season. Gosh. Yeah. Taz, I think, also is another one that stands out. I, but then, uh, Griffin writes all that, I think. That's, that's yeah, all Griffin's I own. think, I think I might be wrong on this, but I think Justin did some stuff for Amnesty. Mm, probably. Um, probably. But I just, I just re listened to Taz Amnesty the other week. It's, I think it's slept on. I think people, yeah. I, I think people give it a bad rap. I know it has like some like some notable issues, but mm, so good. I've I, I honestly got I think I'm just as guilty for not listening to it. I think I skipped over that one um, mainly because that came I when I finished um, uh, the first arc of Taz is when I also discovered Dungeons and Daddies. Mm. At which point I was like, this is all I listen to until I'm done with this because um, that is uh, that is peak D and D podcast. For um, sure. The, uh, um, but yeah, Griffin, I think Griffin does a, a pretty good job writing it. Um, God, what was the other one that, that was, that brought something up. Um, 
I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, real quick, let's bop over. Somebody had some questions here in the chat because I'm actually trying to keep an eye on it. Uh, do any of your families listen to the show? Uh, Dreekin recently saw that Jazz's wife's nails uh, had gotten done on Twitter with his face. Um, do, do, do any of your families... Uh, listen to your D and D podcast. Uh, my, I think my mom is one of our biggest fans for sure. Nice. Um, she she's always like, especially when we were uh, when we were more regularly updating the podcast. She would be like, "Why isn't the episode out yet?" I'm like, "Mom, I have to work. I have a job <laughs> still." <laughs> she's like, "All right, well, I'm sitting here and I want to listen to your show, <laughs> so hurry it up." Get it, get it done, man. that is the question so what so i know you guys have got like what, about 12 episodes currently mm-hmm. out is that what the the count uh, is yeah 10 10 episodes and then kind of our our version of like the nadpod short rest kind of deal yeah. hmm. um, and, and you know marty did actually send me a couple of clips to, clips to play but unfortunately i i tried multiple different ways to load them into restream and mm. could not figure that out. Um, we will drop those into the discord for sure. And when we rebroadcast this as podcast content, Marty, I will get that. Um, I will get those edited in. I apologize for it. And, and we'll, we'll, okay. add them as a, we'll add them as a promo at the end of the next episode or two, just to make sure that, that we get them out there for you. Okay. Um, because uh, I, I could have done it in two, ironically could have done it in two seconds in Streamlabs, but I was like, I'll do it the easy way and use restream and restream. was like, is it a video? Fuck you then. Um, oh, <laughs> so, no, that'll so happen. I, I did not have time to swap it back over. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, two, 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 two. Um, do you, do you get, you, know, you said you've got no bards in the, the, the cast as musicians who play D and D, do people expect you to, to play a bard a lot or do you, do you get that a lot? Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, when I was first kind of talking with the bard rock cafe guys, um, they were like, you guys are, you guys are a band, but you, none of you play bards. And I'm like, yeah, we actually were even thinking of like stealing your name, but we found out it was taken. So <laughs> So you guys were going to play Bard Rock Cafe, but then yeah. still not do Bards? Who knows? <laughs> Beautiful. That would be like naming your podcast Gimme the Loot and then not actually having it be about loot or loots. So, yeah, that would be a mm. kind of a dick move. Mm. <laughs> crazy. I mean, there was a whole theme behind the the, the original pitch of the title, sir. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we didn't ever actually do anything with that thing like i threw i was like oh do you mean guys mean this no we don't mean that i'm like oh no. you mean this like no we mean that like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right well, then we'll so i've got a, i've got a question that's been burning in the back of my head that i've been trying to find a good time to put out here but um it's just there's no good time so i'm just gonna throw it out here so like just as we've been talking i cannot ignore marty's buttery voice and i gotta ask do you do vocals oh. in your band at all I do actually. Um, okay. I do some of the backup vocals are uh, in the song that I, I sent to you guys that we're not going to be able to show, unfortunately. But um, uh, there are a lot of vocal tracks in that song. Like we originally were like, oh, we'll just do like eight vocal tracks, which is just like four like parts, but you double it for like kind of panning purposes. Right. We ended up with I think 42 vocal tracks on that song. It's stupid. Damn. Um, and there's one part at the end where I, um, I was like, I can do this really stupid low note. You want me to do it? And Colin was like, yeah. So I got up on the mic and I was like, 
but it was a lot louder and for way longer. And then I couldn't speak for like the next day. Cause I was like, <laughs> cause I did like 16 takes of that. Oh no. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it the day. Yeah, you know? At that point, there's, there's no amount of water you can drink to recover that for a while. For sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking another stab at re- re- redoing one of these tracks as a video. So Jazz and Anthony, you're in charge of the stream for a minute. Anthony, go. Also, this is in response to Jazz's total passive aggressive. There's never a good time for me to ask a question shit that he just totally came with me. I was a shot. Don't think I didn't notice it. Wait, uh, I, was, I was just trying to find a way to no, compliment. It's just a callback to the chat from last week being like, Turner talks all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I, my, my only issue with like my voice, especially in the, in the podcast sense of things is my default character voice that I always turn to is just like me, but slightly lower. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll hear that a lot in, you'll hear that a lot in, especially in calamity with Gluzo. Cause he's an eight foot tall, 400 pound bugbear man. And he's like, it's me, there's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Fage just jazz's voice, but high and fast. But <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, right. I, I, I made the mistake of actually trying to have an accent, and um, you've done a really good. You've done a really man, good job with it, though, man. I try. <laughs> Accents are hard, and the the one thing that somebody, I, I think it might have been like an Emily Axford quote. She was like, "Hey." Uh, if you don't like my accent, you don't know where it's from. So get off my back. Essentially, <laughs> that, That's something I definitely had to embrace of like, all right, whatever accent I do, even though it's like modeled off of an accent in our real world, it's not from the real world. This is exactly what he's supposed to sound like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. that's, that's, uh, that was when I, um, on a, on a previous podcast, I had my character fake his death and come back as himself, but with a really shitty Irish slash Scottish accent. And I was like, this isn't a Irish accent. It's a Western Plunitarian accent. You don't, you don't know what that sounds like? Well, you've never been there. Okay, cool. Then this accent is completely right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a world of fantasy and adventure. Exactly. Uh, so let me go find. So that's, that's the one thing I like about D and D is like, no matter what, nobody can tell you with 100% certainty that you're playing it wrong, right? Damn. Yeah, you're right. People can, and those people are asshats. Because yeah, there, is exactly. not a, there is not a wrong way to play D&D, and we are big, big believers in that respect. Everybody's um, entitled to their own stupid opinions, right? And I'm like, only saying that because Andrew and Harland aren't here. Um, <laughs> if, if and when they were here, they are absolutely doing it fucking wrong. But for different <laughs> it's it's fun because you know they're not actually listening no i know that's the beauty of it (laughs) like all right guys in three chapters we're totally killing todd the tiefling he'd never know it'd be like a complete shock and surprise uh uh, chat nobody in the chat warning churn up some questions he wouldn't pay attention even if they did uh, let's see. Uh, let me scroll back up here. Buttery voice. Uh, it, uh, dude, your voice does come like when I, when I queued up one of your episodes to give you guys a listen to make sure that you weren't complete psychopaths. I, I, I went, Ooh, like I, Whoa, okay. This, this is for real voice. Time. These guys are musicians. All right, here we go. Um, it, it comes across right as soon as you kind of click into it. Um, so it, so it is, I, uh, I do have a question. So every, um, D&D podcast that I've listened to or that has kind of been on here 
for interviews and things has their agent of chaos, their person who just pulls and knocks things off the rails. Who, who's that guy in your it's, podcast? Or, it's, or Eldon, <laughs> it's Eldon. It's Eldon. It's Eldon. A hundred times over. It's Eldon. And what's does his he, character? Does he play a dragon? Um, he does not. Uh, he, so in Calamity, he plays, he plays two different characters over the course of the season. Uh, his first character is Sprout, this little like eight year old child who really uh, ended up, we ended up kind of getting rid of that character because he was much too young for like the setting that we were going for. Oh no. But <laughs> a lot, so much of his role playing was like, I'm eight and I'm not from here and I don't know what's happening. Right. Um, I, I, I'm having to shelve a lot of jokes right now. So I was giving you- <laughs> Uh, y'all literally earmuffs the character out of the uh, out of the whole podcast, <laughs> out of the campaign. <laughs> yeah, like, and it was it was purely Eldon's decision too. He was like, I just don't think Sprout fits <laughs> in here because a lot of the a lot of the time he was like running, he wasn't participating in combat really because like he's eight. How do you yeah. expect an eight year old child to fight other like grown ass men? <laughs> Or <laughs> spooky monsters, right? But then the next session comes in and Eldon hits us with the opposite end of the spectrum with Hugh William Foster, a 65-year-old man who has a cane and can't walk super good. Um, and just some of the things he says, he nails that sort of like Deep South kind of drawl super good. Eldon's, Eldon's character voices are always on point. The kid just gets it, right? Right. But um, he, he'll he just say something and like the rest of the cast, all of us are just dying. Because <laughs> has he had to roll for girth yet, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, we have exp- expressly straight away from doing that for this one, unfortunately. <laughs> much as I would love to. <laughs> that's and funny. that's when Jazz asked about the players' dicks. They let's mark the tape, everybody. Let's I, I look away for one second, one second to try and figure out how to like to play the clips <laughs> that Marty so generously prepared. And and fucking Jazz starts with the dick talk. It's not just me, everybody, for the record. I'm not the most objective. Remember, you put us in charge of the stream for a few minutes. That is, that is true. That is <laughs> yeah. 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 You, has you seen the shenanigans we get into when you do this? And you sign well. off on it. If it isn't the consequences of your actions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't deal with those around here. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> All right. We're going to so, see, see if this works. Hang on. We do have a question in the chat. Uh, after you learn to play a couple of instruments, do the subsequent ones get easier to pick up? A lot of musicians seem to play either one instrument or 40 with no in between. Um, I, th- I think I would I would say yes, um, just for the fact that when you start like learning music on any instrument, really, you you learn like the basic kind of vocabulary that translates to all of music. Right. So there's a there's a barrier that you cross, which kind of makes going into other stuff easier. Um, I mean, obviously, some instruments are harder to learn than others. Um, but I, I think learning that, learning the basics and the terminology and stuff will take you a, a super long way. 
Yeah, that's, that's, and maybe this is a weird transition, but that, that's how I feel about programming too. Like I'm a programmer by trade. And so mm-hmm. like, once I know, when I move to a different language, I know what I'm trying to say. I just need to know how to say it in that exactly. language. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it seems like uh, you're kind of describing there. They're, they're both languages. I mean, music is very much a language just as much as programming is. You know, there are different coded expressions which translate into different meanings. Just one is more practical and one's more emotional for, for all intents and purposes. That was, was profound. Fucking deep, y'all. Fuck you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I know. Meditate on that. comes with some fucking wisdom. So much so that I got <laughs> As you were. Um, Wait, so <laughs> I, I had a question for Marty. Um, so given your D&D experience, what has been your favorite class to play so far? Hmm. My favorite class? I've played... I think I've played just about every class. I mean, I think Barbarian. I think uh, Gluzo was my favorite character I've ever played. Um, martial classes, I, you know, I just, I just like being a big, strong guy that hits things really hard. I don't know. <laughs> I understood. What's your least favorite? My least mm. favorite. I, hmm, I played. I played my first character I ever played was a paladin and I only say that playing a paladin was my is currently my least favorite because I was playing it wrong right I didn't find out until about three or four sessions in about divine smites like they were like you know you could be smiting right and I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> that's like uh with me and my first uh my first go at playing warlock and i didn't in the session i finally figured out how to successfully play my hexblade warlock i got myself killed um yeah yeah. you don't hear that no oh there it goes This is good. Oh, all right. So that was give and take teaser one. So tell us a little bit about what we were, we just heard a clip of. So this is give and take. This is Winter Wayfarer's new single coming next month. Uh, <laughs> not an exact date yet, but uh, we're, we're shooting for May. We're shooting for at least the end of May. Um, it'll be this and one other song kind of in a, like a dual single kind of deal, which kind of is an oxymoron when you think about it, but <laughs> don't think about it. No, I mean, singles had B sides, right? Like that's true. Now for you young children, there was a thing that used to be called a cassette tape and, but I'm not even going to go as far back as this record. Cause some of you hipster fucks know what those are, but most of us. I'm just old enough to remember cassette we, tapes. Most of us bought <laughs> our music on cassette tapes that you would take out and flip over and there would be a B side, uh, uh, which is not really where B side comes from, but whatever. Um, 
uh, I'm old. Uh, so uh, we've got we got a couple of the clips here. Uh, let's do a teaser one, the Crystal Cavern. Before I play, you want to you know, this? We feel like a real fucking talk show. You want to you want to <laughs> you want to uh, give us a little intro on the uh, on your clip there, Marty? So this is from an upcoming like uh, this is from a one shot. Uh, for Wafering Strangers that's also going to be coming out around the time of Give and Take. Um, this is with a guest DM, a friend of the show uh, named Jacob Bowman. Um, if you're watching, Jake, hi. Uh, this was the first time that all five of us, like the original five members of the podcast, got to play together and not have one of us DMing. So that was really fun to kind of get to actually play off of everybody. Um, yeah, this is a this is a one shot. And if you're not listening, you really let Marty down. For the record, all right. So it's okay. let's, uh, let's <laughs> terrible turn. friend. I'll I'll see you in the vod. Adventure to be had, and there is a job to be done. Shall we talk business? We shall. I know that men like you speak in one thing, and one thing only, and that is coin. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> definitely right. Because that's what keep men like you in work now, isn't it? I've been researching and looking into a powerful artifact to add into my personal collection. It is a large gemstone orb carved out of the finest sapphire you shall ever find. Carved into this orb is the iconography of dragons and ancient runes of power. This object is called the Orb of the Dragon Kind. <laughs> I would like all of you to make a history or arcana check about this Orb of the Dragon Kind. All right. Now would be a good time for Dragon. Now would be a good. Don't look at my embarrassing desktop, you people. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, now would be a good time. As usual, there's a player that didn't bring all this shit to the table. Um, uh, the, the, uh, so, um, so there's a one shot and who is, who is DMing that for you? Uh, this is a friend of the show, uh, that we just know from previous connections. Um, his name is Jacob Bowman. It's a cool okay. guy. Uh, so wait, you not, not as in Marty Bowman, Jacob Bowman, not, not a relative. No, no, no. Uh, I'm Balmer. Balmer. Okay. okay. Well, close enough, man. Come yeah. on. I got you. Yeah, close. Like, I, I can understand like, the confusion I know, for sure. I know I never get names wrong on this show. Uh, I think I have a track <laughs> record for being spotless in both my That's my it. memory of and pronunciation of names. Uh, Yaz and uh, Tony, uh, would you, you guys got any other questions <laughs> for, uh, for Marty? You go. I doubt. Oh, no. Okay. So... Uh, Sorry. So when it comes to like you guys' background music versus what you're doing um, for your band, like where do you guys really see yourselves like, I guess, having more fun during the the creation of all of that? Like when you're doing your music for the podcast versus the year, just like your traditional songwriting for the band, where, where do you guys really have more the most fun during doing all of that? Um, the... The songwriting process for Winter Wayfair actually is almost completely handled by by Colin. Okay. Um, he kind of just gets an idea in his head and he just goes, all right, and then sits in the studio for like three days and just bumps it out, has a demo Jesus. ready in like three days. Uh, he wrote He wrote a song like when he was sick with COVID and it's the best I've heard him sing. Like... <laughs> 
like newer tracks notwithstanding like up to that point i was like this is some of the best vocal work i've heard from you he's like i had covid and i was like (laughs) cool but uh yeah the songwriting process is a bit weird uh because most of the time it's just me and colin just sitting in the control room at the studio and he'll just like start sketching some stuff out and i don't know where he gets it from but uh he'll just like start doing something and then and then i'll actually tune in and listen to it because i'm just like off doing something on my phone or whatever and then i'll listen to it and i'll go hey you should add like this or like hey this harmony would like be cool there he goes yeah 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 and we'll just we'll just spend like a a night at the studio just doing that gotcha so do you have any experience uh dming yourself um a little bit i i'm not super great at it i mean i'm i have i have the issue where i know what i want to have happen and what i want to describe whether or not i actually do it is like a totally separate thing right gotcha Um, so i guess when it comes to like songwriting or preparing a story for D and D, like, do you feel any similarities exist there or is it an entirely different experience for you? Um, song, uh, songwriting for D and D is very much, uh, we will look at a, a specific scene from the show and we'll say, okay, uh, what can we do here? Right. And, then we'll sit there and go maybe like something kind of uh, quiet or like, Oh, well we obviously like need a battle track here. And it's like, okay, um, what's the setting like? And we just kind of listen back to the scene and we go, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. We just listen back and go, all right, what's the, what's the vibe, you know? Gotcha. Let's see. Let's see what the chat's got. I got a couple in here real quick. Uh, do, if I ever, if Dreken asks, if I ever hear my own voice from a recording, I get irrationally angry. Does that feel, does it feel weird hearing yourself singing? Yes. I also don't like hearing myself in recordings very often. Um, editing is sometimes just like a nightmare where I'll hear myself say something and I go, who, who lets me keep getting away with this, right? Like, get this out of here. <laughs> but for sure, it's 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 so weird to hear yourself because when you're talking normally, like the sound's going out, it's not coming back around and going into your ears. So that's why, like, when you hear a recording yourself, you go, "That's not that's not what mm-hmm. I sound like." Um. So there's definitely like a physics kind of phenomenon that happens there. I've gotten used to hearing myself talk on recording now, but hearing myself laugh, it makes my, makes me grate my teeth a little. Same. I have like six laughs. It's stupid. (laughs) I have like a normal, like, like I have a, I have the chuckle. I have the cackle. I have the Ron Swanson. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> You've categorized these yeah. things. Yeah, no, that's, good. that's good. Can you tell? I, that's um, can you tell I'm neurodivergent? Oh my god! That is, that is, the, that is the musician in him. Uh, Mister Bible Pants really wants you to contribute a magical mullet. Uh, to Mitchell our list or hammer uh, or hammer. Um, so okay. we ha- we have two uh, two magical items currently in play in the podcast uh, mm-hmm. that produce a random item or effect. Uh, one of those is one that produces a random magical hammer, uh, and one of them that is that uh, produces a random magical mullet. Different characters, different things. Um, if if a mullet like the like the hairstyle, exactly, exactly mm-hmm. like a mullet. Okay. Um, uh, is is there uh, is there another kind of mullet? No, oh Jesus Christ! To the Googles, is there okay. is there like a fish called a mullet or, or uh, oh, a fresh bowl of you mullet. know what a mullet and a mallet? Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional. It might have been though. The mullet, the mullet, mallet. Yeah, if those two forces ever combine, it'll be like throwing a portable hole in a bag of mullet. Yeah, yeah, it'll be just one <laughs> giant explosion of of questionable uh, questionable. Oh shit! There is a mullet fish. Yeah. Okay. Not to be confused with millet, uh, which is a grain, I believe. Um, so, um, hey, look, it's uh, it's uh, one of the uh, Bard Rock Cafe people showed up to say uh, say so. What up, Bard Rock folks? Um, what up? The um, so yeah, gang. Uh, anybody else have any other questions for Marty? I got. Oh, oh, I got. Kind of I like, should. Hey, I should uh, give a, a mallet or a mullet. I guess. Why? Why you ponder yeah. that? The the, okay, uh, yeah. the question because that that is that is uh, the malalalalalut. Screw you, uh, Jamie, for trying to make me say that. If let's let's do a little Peter and the Wolf for D and D here. If you had to assign a musical instrument whose sound most fit a character class. Rattle off a couple for me. We did this with Stashwick and and, and bar professions. Uh, like like for example, barbarians kind of seem like drum guys. Drums, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So um, float a few others out there. You don't have to do them all, but float a few others out there. Uh, I I want to say wizards are like wizards are like a cello, right? They're not. There's there's something like rich and like. Not necessarily inviting, but I don't know. I, I wizards are cellos. That's, no, that's I, my. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> um, barbarians, of course, drums. Like that's that's a clear winner there. And, and jazz and Anthony, um, pay attention because whichever ones he don't do, sure as hell are coming up as your final question. So, <laughs> um, sorcerers are electric guitars. Um, flashy. Uh, loud, annoying. <laughs> um, let's see. I that, think that makes uh, sense because wizards are cellos. They're harder to play, but better in every way when done correctly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they also spend harder. more time between your legs. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do there with cellos and wizards. But don't work as well. <laughs> wizards <laughs> are theremins. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I think artificers are like pianos. There's a lot of moving parts, but it's beautiful in motion. Got it. Got them. Got them. Fighters do get the recorder. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Easy to play. Is that where we're going? Well, well, I just when you say recorder, what I actually think is Ralph uh, from The Simpsons, where he's got a recorder stuck in his nose and he's just tooting it. That's what, or maybe that's maybe that's just Todd. Maybe that's Rogues. Um, Rogues play triangles. 
Gorobaneki. Um, so, uh, guys, I think we're, we're pretty much at time at this point. Uh, panel, do you guys have anything that you wanted to ask Marty about? Are we good? Mm-hmm. I think I'm good. Chat, any any qu- other questions uh, while we ask Marty to tell us where we can find all of their great content? Uh, and, of course, we'll link to all this stuff when we rebroadcast this probably, ooh, probably five or six weeks at this point um, when we get you guys back out in the podcast feed. But in the meantime, where can they find y'all both your music and your podcast? Okay, uh, you can find Winter Wayfair at Winter Wayfair on Twitter. Um, we are also on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, a- anywhere you get music. We're on it, I promise. Um, you can find Wayfaring Strangers on Twitter at WayfarerDDPod, um, on Instagram at what's our Instagram? I haven't used Instagram in like six months. Uh, That's about the right cadence for it. I go on once every six months and post clips from these. Uh, and then uh, we'll not have time to do it for another six months. In fact, I'm due to post a bunch of other stuff. You know, <laughs> I mean, I could post more frequently if the cast members sent me Instagram content, as perhaps was requested. But you know, we'll get there someday. <laughs> uh, Wayfaring Strangers podcast on Instagram uh, and on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ball Martian, and also on Twitch at Ball Martian. Uh, I am hoping to get more into regular streaming. I've got kind of a tabletop thing planned that might be starting on Tuesday, nice. like next week, Tuesday. Yeah, let us know um, for sure. A couple, a couple of uh, friends and siblings of mine will be trying to play Avatar Legends, that new uh, Avatar Last Airbender game that came out. You've peaked, oh, okay. you've peaked Jazz's interest clearly. Jazz is a, a big uh, anime guy. Not that Anthony's not, but I've pegged I've pegged Jazz as anime guy for the character, so that's how it has to be now. I, I do love the fact that you called Avatar the Last Airbender an anime, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's for not, sure. It's, for sure. it's not. Am I? I'm sorry. Did I do something wrong? No, no, you didn't. You, you you've offended the anime subreddit yeah. for sure, 100. percent Well, but I, you're, you're definitely pissed somebody off. I'm, but you're right. I'm though. too old to know what Reddit is. So fuck it. What are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> Uh, Paul has also reminded me that I will be doing several guest spots on Bard Rock Cafe in the next couple months. Um, I was on their, uh, I was on their Valentine's day special. Um, I am going to be in their main campaign, uh, somewhere down the line. I don't know where, where their release schedule is at. Um, as well as a couple one shots and some Patreon exclusive content. So go sub to the uh, Bard Rock Cafe Patreon. It's a good time. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, all right. All right. Be looking forward for that. All right, guys. Well, now it's time to wrap it up with your final question. Anthony, what instrument is Moyle Mossberg? Oh, shoot. Dude. I, I had prepared for to answer it the way that Marty answered it. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you fell into my cunning trap. Boom. Um, what, I don't know the name of the instrument I'm picturing. It's like the bagpipe piano like mix things like this uh, it's like a the hurdy gurdy the hurdy gurdy uh no i love it i love you know it about. uh you're talking about the one man band thing or uh yes. a melodica like uh, uh like the key the keyboard with like a little a blowy thing into it 
Sure, a big mix of a bunch of chaotic. Uh, like, you're talking looks about like chaos. Talking, he's, I think he's talking, talking about an accordion. No, or accordion. no, like, like, think, no think, not an accordion. Think the start of Mary Poppins when what's his face shows up and he's playing. It's got like the drum and the cymbals between the knees, and then it mm-hmm. like, like one of those things. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, yeah. that that's 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 Moyle for sure. I thought you were going to say this: the sound of a stack of dishes falling down the stairs. That's what I think of when <laughs> I think of like, it. Is that an instrument? Does that work? <laughs> no, is that? Uh, so, Jazz, you know where we're coming. Uh, the simplest type of one-man band uh, is a singer accompanying themselves on an acoustic guitar, playing a harmonica. Uh, but oh, you know, fuck you, Wikipedia. That's not what we're looking for, and you know it. Um, uh, anyway, Jazz, what instrument is Todd the Tiefling? Oh man, I was really hoping we were going to go with Eldrin. Okay, uh, damn it. Oh, so Todd the Tiefling aggressive right in your face unnecessary it's gotta be a trumpet he's a sure. yeah, he's a fucking trumpet yeah yeah I play trumpet in real life yeah yeah for sure all right gang well cowbell thank you <laughs> that is uh that is a true true answer uh, so uh, Jamie, Jamie with a, a sniper shot in true Archer fashion comes in. <laughs> cowbell. So, uh, so again, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining us and hanging in for the stream, Marty. Thank you so much for hopping on and uh, telling us all about your band and your podcast and everything you guys are doing up there. Uh, continue, keep on, keep it on. We absolutely appreciate it, gang. If you're listening, get over there, give him some follows, give him some listens, give him some love uh, to show him their appreciation for coming on the show. Uh, we absolutely appreciate you tuning in and as always hope you enjoyed the show this one is the one where i say in stream a lot because i'm never really quite sure where it is